On today's episode... Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? Your limiting beliefs will give you an understanding of the world and of God that is not true. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the My Three Scoops podcast, where we talk about everything related to health, life, and God. My name is Fatmon, and I like to think of myself as an apostolic life coach. My aim is always to be like a compass and never like a sat-nav, because only the Holy Spirit can do that. I can't tell you how to live your life, but I'm here to hopefully be able to point you in the right direction. So if you're new here, hey, how you doing? And thanks for coming today. And if you're a regular, thanks for coming back. I hope that means that your life is being changed to look more like Jesus. And it definitely also means that I'm not over here talking to myself. So this is the part where I stop talking and I let this amazing music play in the background for a little bit. So enjoy it and I'll catch you on the other side of this episode. And if you enjoy this, please share it with someone or post little snippets on your socials. And don't forget to tag me at hashtag my three scoops. See ya. Today, I'm just really going to be having a heart to heart with you all. Um, I don't really have a plan in this podcast. I'm just going to talk and share my heart with you all. I've been very, very conscious of the fact that my first podcast episode, that snippet, that introduction was very, very fiery and it was very, very punchy. And I came across as a woman on a mission and I am on a mission. I am definitely on a mission to inspire and fire and charge people up to see the true kingdom of God manifesting itself in our life. I believe that we are in an era and an age where the church has to change. The church has to take on a new form and probably even a more accurate form of what God intended. Now, what do I mean by that? I think the church in its current model has become stuck in culture. Now, what I mean by that is we are taking our cues from what we see going on in the world. So, oh, this is good. Let's do this. How do we replicate this in church to get people through the doors? And I think the body of Christ has become very person-centered. It's about gathering most of the times, and obviously there are people who are breaking out of this mold, but it tends to be more about gathering people into the four doors of the church, the four walls, (laughs) the four walls of the church and keeping us there into this like secret country club. And I believe that everything that's happened with the pandemic, with the changes that we see in culture, what God is doing, and even the changes that we're seeing in in Christendom on the wide, in Christian, Christian culture as a whole, what we're seeing is the breaking down of the institution of church, of the machine of church, and the, re- the, the return to the more grassroots, person-centered, person-impact structure of church. So it might be a little bit confusing if you've listened to my first initial episode that I put out that was like, whoa, we are going in. 
And then you've listened to my past three podcast episodes and they seem very soft. (laughs) They seem very much like I'm just speaking to the person. And I have tried to be clear in making sure that you understand and my listeners understand that the things that I'm sharing, I'm sharing because number one, they're in the Bible. These are principles that God has taught us. So if you always look at my show notes, you'll see scriptures. It always starts with the scriptures that my podcast episode is based on because everything I do, everything I want to pass across starts with scripture. Now, I want to be clear. I have not changed in what I want this podcast to um, to do and achieve and accomplish. So why have I started with limiting beliefs? <laughs> That's what I want to kind of explain and get into today. So I started with limiting beliefs because I think and I believe that we before we can conquer and subdue the kingdom of darkness, before the people within the body of Christ can truly rise up to be the, the church, the large church, the worldwide church that God wants us to be, before we can conquer the world, we have to learn to conquer and win the battle of our minds. We have to. If you look back over the past couple years and generations, we've moved from other battles to one of the main ways that the enemy is attacking the church is by causing a shift in our mind where we no longer align with scripture, where our mindsets are weak, our, our patterns are weak, our habits are weak, our spiritual disciplines are weak. There's so much more depression and anxiety And yes, it could be because we're talking about these issues more. But I think one of social media's main victories has been making us weak in mind, making us weak in 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 will. So I've started with limiting beliefs when I'm addressing this issue, because we have to first conquer our mind. This two thing, this thing between our ears, we have to subdue it. We have to bring it into submission to God, because when we get our minds to align to the word of God, when we get our minds to submit to the will of God, when we get our minds to take on the mind of Christ, then we can function, we can move, we can discern, we can hear, we can learn, we can influence the way God would have us because we have the mind of Christ. Now, if you've been in the church for any length of time, you will see how messy and how lovely the church is. And why I use those two words is this. We are a beautiful mess of broken people because we are people. We are human. We are sinners. The church of of Jesus Christ is made up of broken people. Now, we shouldn't stay broken, right? That's the problem. We're coming into church. We're coming into the faith and praise the Lord. People are being added to the kingdom, but we are sitting in our brokenness, in our broken minds, instead of allowing the Lord to really renew our minds. And what happens then? The way that we see the church, the way that we see God's church, the lens with which we view the world and the lens with which we view God is limited because of our brokenness. Now, I honestly believe that 
our limiting beliefs are not only struggles for us, they're struggles in our faith. Because if we have limiting beliefs, if we have things that are going to stop us from achieving our potential, guess what? They also hinder our relationship with God. So I'm not trying to be really abstract here. I'm not trying to fit into the culture and the narrative of the time, which is all about self-help and and positive mental health. Those things are great. What I'm trying to do and what I'm intending to do is to show you how God is interested in us and our minds and conforming us to his image. And if you have limiting beliefs, not only will they stop you from achieving your purpose, they will also stop and hinder your relationship with God because we transfer those limiting beliefs to everything. Let's not fool ourselves by thinking that our limiting beliefs are only going to affect our ability to accomplish a goal and our ability to be successful in work. No, our limiting beliefs, I think we also transfer them onto our relationship with God. Example, if I think I'm not good enough, right? If I think that there's something wrong with me, okay? One of my innate fears, one of my subconscious fears is going to be that somebody else is going to realize that I'm not good enough. So what I'm actually doing is I'm living my life with this overdrive of trying to cover up my flaws and cover up um, my mistakes so that nobody else can see that I'm not good enough. Okay, now, how does how will that translate into my relationship with God? I won't be honest to come to Jesus because not only am I going to cover up my flaws and my mistakes and my sins from other people in the world so that hopefully they won't see that I'm not good enough. I'm also going to hide myself from God. Can you get this? Can you see how our limiting beliefs will affect our relationship with God? Not only that, when we've grown up with limiting beliefs where we don't trust people and we think people are always going to judge us or out to get us. That creates a, sus- a suspicion and a distrust in us for others. So we then wonder and become suspicious of how everybody is treating us. And what does it actually mean what they've done? Even if it's innocent, we grow up with a sense of suspicion and distrust But we also transfer that onto God because in the times when, (laughs) and this is so funny, like in the times when things are going good, what do we do? We say, okay, we either go, okay, I must be praying well, so things are going good. And the times that I'm not praying well, things are going bad. So God must be judging me. Hello, God must be judging me. Or we go, if things are good, what's coming next? Why are things going so good for me at the minute? That means there must be something bad around the corner. Our limiting beliefs, we transfer them onto every single part of our life, even our Christianity, even our relationship with God. And I'm a massive, massive, massive advocate for reading the Bible And having a biblical perspective because of this, not the perspective of our limits, a biblical perspective on life, because our minds and our culture have taught us to be very me focused and have taught us to judge everybody and 
one plus one equals two. It might not in the kingdom. It it just might not. But because we've drawn so many conclusions, we're not only limiting ourselves in our day-to-day life, we're limiting ourselves in our walk. I've got um, a devotional that I use and I just recommend it to everybody because it's so, so beautiful. It's by one of my favourite um, preachers, Paul Tripp. And it's called New Morning Mercies. It, it, oh, I honestly love his perspective and his gospel-centered approach um, on just life and everything in general. And he's such a good leader. Um, and I'm going to read a quote from his devotional from March 8th. And it says this. You are tempted to think that because you're God's child, Your life should be easier, more predictable and definitely more comfortable. But that's not what the Bible teaches. This is about having a biblical focus on life. Instead, it, the Bible, reveals that struggles are part of God's plan for you. Where are the preachers that are preaching this on a daily basis? Right struggles are part of God's plan for you. This means that if you're God's child, you must never allow yourself to think that the hard things you are now going through are failures of God's character, promises, power or plan. You must not allow yourself to think that God has turned his back on you. You must not let yourself begin to buy into the possibility that God is not as trustworthy as you thought him to be. We can't, Paul Tripp is basically saying, we can't place the limits that we place on other people on our God, right? If we have a biblical focus, we will understand that struggles are part of God's plan for us. I've got scriptures to back this up. I'm not just clutching at straws. I'm going to get to it. But you can't limit God based on how you limit others. I'm going to carry on reading. You must not let yourself do any of these things. And this was the line that yeah, made me fall out of my chair while I was driving because <laughs> I've got it on Audible. But when you doubt when you begin to doubt God's goodness you will stop going to him for help because you don't run for help to those characters you have come to doubt when you begin to doubt God's goodness you quit going to him for help because you don't run for help to those characters you have come to doubt here's the thing James says, count it all joy when you go through struggles. The Bible says that struggles will be part of our life. If we have a biblical perspective, right? We do what it says in James when we count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you can be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So when these trials come, we don't then adopt a mindset because we're not limited in our mind anymore. Hello, we've done the work, we've processed it, we've gone through it with God. We're not limited in our mindset anymore. So when trials come, because we've overcome our limiting belief, we know we no longer go into the space of I must not be good enough 
That's why this is happening to me. We don't go into that space anymore of God must hate me because there's something wrong with me. We don't go into that space of I must have done something wrong. I deserve judgment. No, we have overcome our limiting beliefs and we go into a space of this is to be expected. Because Jesus already told me because I have a limp, because I'm a child of God and I, my mind is renewed and my mind is now aligned with what God told me. I know to expect trials. So when the trial comes, it's not internal. It's not because of me. We can now start to see things with a perspective on the lens that lens of Jesus that is going, this is a trial. It's expected. Not that it's easy. But this is something that God told me was going to happen. So this is going to produce steadfastness. This is going to make me perfect. This is going to make me complete. This is going to fill in the gaps of things that I'm lacking. What would the body of Christ be if that was our perspective with hard things that happen to us in our life? How much more effective would we be if we can overcome our limiting beliefs that always put us at the center of the problem, right? That we always makes us the victim, always makes us the wrong and just goes, no, but Lord, you told me that there will be times that um, I come across various trials and I can count them joy. Like, here's the thing, right? Here's a crazy thought. What if we just believed the Bible? What if we could? What if we could overcome our limiting beliefs so much that our lives weren't dictated by the things that we thought were wrong with us, but they were actually dictated by the Bible? What if we just believed what it said in his word? What if we actually trusted in the Lord with all our heart and we didn't lean on our own understanding? What if we could just take the word as it is? So I know in one sense I started with limiting beliefs and that wasn't to fit into today's culture or narrative. That was to challenge us to say, hold on a second, there is a huge barrier to us being effective as the kingdom of God. And that barrier is a lot of the time our limiting beliefs. Now, please hear me right. I am not saying that we've not had challenging things happen to us in our life. I'm not saying there's not been trauma and heartache and pain, even and especially from other people who are Christians. Let's be real, right? The the church hurt is probably the most difficult hurt right? And it probably even causes us to to retreat into that space of limiting beliefs even more because it's repeated added added trauma, right? These things are real. But is it worth is it worth hindering the kingdom of God? And I know that's oh, that's such a hard statement to make because can we really hinder the kingdom of God? But is it worth us not playing our part in the advancement of the kingdom because we want to stay in that space? I don't think so. What if we just believed God, right? Proverbs 3, 5, I was reading before, um, I was speaking before, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? Your limiting beliefs will give you an understanding of the world and of God that is not true. 
So don't lean on that understanding of your limiting beliefs. Rather, verse six, in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Sometimes our limiting beliefs, what they do is instead of giving us a straight path that leaning on his understanding will give us, they give us a crooked path to walk on where we're we're living in fear, we're living in doubt, we're living in in distrust, we're living in suspicion. You know, verse seven of um, of Proverbs three, did I say Psalms three before? Proverbs three then goes on to say, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Do you know what having a limiting belief does? It causes an arrogance and a pride in you where you build this wall around yourself, where you say, I can protect myself with this belief. What it does is you hold your belief up as a as a wall around you. So even the even the gospel can't get through, even things that God is trying to teach you can't get through because you have held up your own wisdom as a barrier. The Bible tells us to be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil because it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. What if we believed the Bible? What if we just believed it? Like this, this, this proverb is like, ugh, it's so rich. It's, it's so rich. It's, it's one of my favorites. And I'd encourage you to read this entire chapter because you go on in verse 19 and it says the Lord by wisdom founded the earth by understanding he established the heavens okay here's the thing right peep this if by understanding he established the heavens if by wisdom he founded the earth then why and what good is it going to do me to hold my wisdom and my belief structure above what God has said if by his understanding he established the heavens then really am I really going to hold fast to my limiting beliefs and my understanding and my way of seeing the world like what what have I ever gained by holding fast to my limiting beliefs. What have I gained? I've not established the heavens <laughs> with my limiting beliefs. <laughs> I barely established anything. I more tear down than I build up. Verse 20 goes on to say, by his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down dew. Like, by his knowledge, not mine, not by my perceptions, not not by my flawed way of seeing things. Verse 21 goes on to say, my son, do not lose sight of these things. Keep sound wisdom and discretion and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. If you seek and you take on the Lord's wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge, the things that he he founded the earth on, that he established the heavens by, that the deeps broke open by. Come on, come on. What would the church be? What would the church be if we really believed God? And I'm going to get into, in future episodes following this, I'm going to get into topics where I'm speaking to people in different um, walks of life. So people who are mums, people who are husbands, people who are doctors, all these kind of things who are Christians. And I'm going to be, I'm going to continue to try to unpack this because here's the thing. God is raising up an army of believers who will start to turn 
the tide, who will rise up and be apostles in their land and in their fields. But to be effective in that, we have to win the battle of our minds. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, guys. We, we, it's, it's not, it's not the person sitting in front of you. We pull down strongholds in our minds. We have to pull them down. We have to pull our minds into, into subjection to what God has said, into understanding his wisdom, his understanding and knowing his knowledge. And we do that first and foremost by reading the Bible and spending time with Jesus. I would encourage you all to carve out time to spend with Jesus. And I'm not talking to just come to God with your with your list and say, right, God, here's my to do list of things I want you to fix. Like, no, sit for the first 10 minutes, still your heart, still your mind and say, Lord, what do you want me to pray today? What do you want me to read today? What do you have to say to me today? Like, how much more effective would our prayers be if we if we started from that premise of just saying, Lord, what's your heart? What's your heart? What are you praying about right now? Like <laughs> this is this is so deep. Like the Lord intercedes. He the Bible says that he he's ever making intercession, right? For us, the saints. How deep would it be if we say, Jesus, what are you interceding for right now? so that I can pray for that also. Like we're praying what Jesus is praying. Like, of course we will see change. Of course we will see miracles because we're praying what he's praying, right? So I'm starting with this topic because I want us to win the battle of our minds so that we can be effective in the kingdom of God. So we can walk through life with no hindrances. Now I'm going to pray and I'm going to end this episode and I hope to see you in future episodes where we can unpack this practically, spiritually and move forward. Father Lord, I just thank you for your grace. I thank you for your grace. I thank you that you are such a good God who loves us, Lord. Your heart is for your kingdom and your heart is for your people, Lord. I thank you that you want to see us grow. You want to see us grow, not for ourselves, but for your glory, Lord. And Lord, we repent of the times that we've not partnered with your wisdom, with your understanding, with your knowledge, where we've tried to take on our knowledge and our wisdom and our way of doing things, where you've been gently prompting us and calling us to say, come up higher. My ways are higher. My thoughts are different. And Lord, I pray that for every person who's listening to the sound of my voice, Lord, you will give them the courage, the tenacity and the perseverance to walk with you, to overcome all the limiting beliefs that they have placed on themselves. Father, I pray that through your love and through your guidance and through your Holy Spirit, the barriers that they have placed around themselves, even in their limiting beliefs and because of their limiting beliefs, you will tear down those walls and they will hear you and feel you feel you much more clearer and more accurately than ever before. Lord, we are excited for the future and we are excited to partner with you. So show us, Lord. We invite you in. Show us. Teach us. Break down the walls so that we can be a kingdom that is effective with influence for you. Amen.